0: what's up and welcome back to another edition of major league talk i am your host jd johnston alongside me always is dean Canganis. how are we dean i'm living a dream And back with us for good now, we got the Reverend back, the Austin Matsoff. How are we, Austin?
1: Can't complain.
0: All right, so this is episode 23, the Michael Jordan edition. But if you didn't know, I guess you wore number 45, according to the Rev. before the pod. Yep. But let's start this podcast off right. We're going to talk about some of the young stars in the game of baseball. First up, we got Bo Bichette.
2: My God, dude. I have the biggest fucking man crush on both of them. <laughs> There is nothing... First of all, if, if you're grading the hair flow that he has, okay, it's an A+. If you're grading his batting stance, it's an A+. It's an A+++. If you're grading his glove work, it's an A+. And anyone who's... And I'm sitting here and, like, I just... There's something about what the Blue Jays have going on with Vlad, Biggio, and Bichette that makes the juices flow.
1: They're studs. Like, there's no other way to put that.
2: But yeah, for they me, are. But for me personally, Bo Bichette is 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 my is my favorite player in the league right now behind Javi Baez.
0: But before we start getting to like start talking about basically rookies and young stars in baseball, do you think it was kind of not wise of them to trade Marcus Stroman because now they have absolutely no starting pitching? I don't even think they really have anybody in their farm system that's like a huge top prospect that's going to be pitching for them. They got the hitting right, but pitching wins games, we know that.
2: I think they're. I think they're gonna struggle if if they. Max, hold on a second, please. Max and this, greatest dog name ever, by the way.
0: (laughs) I'll say your take. Uh, I mean,
1: yeah, I think you're right. I definitely think they should have at least done something with their pitching because right, like they have nothing right now. Like you're right, like they trade Stroman and. Didn't get much in return at all, uh, which, like, that really hurts them. And the amount that he did for that team, that they they really didn't treat him well towards the end of his uh, tenure there. And so I think it was a good move for him to get out. But uh, I think that was a big mistake on their part because they do need something to, like, they don't have pitchers. Like, they just don't. <laughs> like, there's no yeah, other they- way to put that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they got rid of three of them. They got rid of Stroman, they got rid of Biagini, and they got rid of Sanchez, who threw partially a no hitter for the Astros, I guess. And Biagini did too, like we mentioned last podcast or two podcasts ago. But I mean, yeah, I totally agree. They didn't really treat him right. You know, the guy was just so much of Canadian pride. He loved the Canadian culture. And, you know, I don't blame him. I think Canada's a great country, I think it's a great sports city, but, you know, We didn't mention them in that Sports Cities uh, podcast because it was basically USA. But I guarantee you I would have mentioned them if we were talking about worldwide. Canadian sports are amazing, especially their hockey teams, big hockey country. But, you know, Stroman was looking for that extension. He said it in an interview. He was like, I have been offered nothing. He said, I would accept anything with I want to stay a Blue Jay. I love the Blue Jays. I love Canada Uh, the six, that was his Jersey. I mean, he was just dedicated to it. And the fact that they didn't even offer him anything and they were just really trying to get rid of him the whole time. I mean, that sucks. You know, I I think
1: to watch because like you, you would see him every time he went out, he'd put his heart and soul on the mound every single game. He'd leave it all out there. Like he, he was all out. He was a big energy guy. He was a good pitcher. Like it, it hurt to watch because I mean, he just had nothing going for him there.
2: Okay. Yeah, and you know so, he's one of my favorites too. All right, so I'm back now. Um, if you look at the pipeline for what the what the Jays have coming up, okay, their pipeline is is pretty legit. Okay, they got a right-handed pitcher in Nate Pearson. Um, he was a Juco kid. He's in Double A right now, and like yeah, he's had he's had a, a rough a rough go about it in Double A, but. You know, he throws 102 <laughs> he, threw, he he hit 102 okay so let, let's not let's not throw that out the window plus you know he's he's only 22 his eta is 2020 they have uh their 4 5 and 6 prospects are all pitchers one dude literally looks like he rolled out of uh uh an extra an aquaman um he he's He's twenty one. He's 6'6", 260 pounds. Um, that is a man. Holy crap! Yeah, I mean he's a he's a big boy. Um, he's he was an A ball, short A ball, but you know he's twenty one. He, his ETA is twenty twenty two. Anthony K. He's twenty four. ETA is twenty twenty. Six foot two eighteen. He's a lefty. Um. He's in triple A right now with the Buffalo Bison and then Eric Pardino is um in single A right now and he's got decent numbers. Uh so I think they're I think they're in decent I think they're in decent shape. Not only to mention they have a third baseman shortstop that is number three on their list, who will probably end up playing third or you know, like they, they gotta try and figure that out. He might be trade bait. But Bichette was number one, he has been number one for a few months now, even go, dating back to the the uh, the preseason. So I think this team's building for 2020, 2021. Okay, and then we got, you know, uh, the friend of the pod, Jeff Conine's son. You know, so this team is just loaded with sons yeah, talk- of studs. Yeah, stay
0: tuned for that. Jeff Conine might be coming on pretty soon. Oh, really? No, maybe. Geez. I mean, I, that's in, that's in the talks. Right. A little spoiler there. Get you get you a little excited, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, back Pearson, to hold what on. You uh, Pearson's fourteenth in in the MLB top one hundred. Bichette was eight. You know, so I don't think I don't think this team's that far away. Do I think trading Stroman was a bad idea? Yes. But do I think they can replace him over the next two or three years? Yes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just to wrap that up, I mean, I don't really want to get into it all that much because the trade deadline's over. But nothing against the guys that were traded to the Blue Jays, but the Blue Jays got peanuts for what they could have got somewhere else for Marcus Stroman. They could have gotten a lot more, I think, if they traded him somewhere else. But back to talking about Bo Bichette, he's only had 60 at-bats in Major League Baseball as a whole. I don't know have his minor league stats right now. Maybe you guys can pull it up. Obviously, you probably did good because he got promoted. But he already has 22 hits. He's batting 367. And he already has four bombs.
2: He's only played 14 games. He, he has, has nine ha- doubles. He, he's hit four bombs in the pros. He hit eight in the minors. He hit eight and two hundred and twenty two at bats. He has four and sixty at bats. He hit sixteen doubles in triple a. He's hit nine this year through sixty. He's hitting three sixty seven compared to the two seventy five he's he's literally just raking major league pitching right now mm-hmm. He's fun to watch too because I mean he I
0: took- watch all the Yankee games, yeah. He does. He just wanted
1: to watch that. Hacks. Uh, uh, I have a question for you two. Who do you think is more electrifying to watch? Bo Bichette or Fernando Tatis?
0: From what Uh, I've seen, Bo.
2: I really really like Tatis. Um, Now, uh, I might be swayed because I have a, a serious man crush on Bo Bichette. Like a serious man crush. Like it's... It's, it's for real. You getting the fat head team? I uh, no, no I'm, I can't be having fat heads. But um, yeah, Uh man crush.
0: Yeah, and that's taking nothing away from Tassi's. <laughs> I I, I kind of think he might be a, a little bit, not even a little bit. I do think he's going to be better in the at long run than Bo Bichette, but I don't know. I just like, just maybe because I've just watched him more this whole series and he's just been outstanding really. I mean, I don't know. I just yeah. like watching him. It's like exciting every time they turn the TV on him. You know, I mean the hair, like Dean was saying, like that, the flow, like it's, it's, it's on point. I like it. And I mean, yeah. but he has a, over a thousand OPS already. I mean, I know we're looking at a small sample size, but he's shown no signs of just slowing down at all, at least yet.
2: Yeah, I mean, but Tatis, is, his OPS is 983, his slugging's a 600, he's hitting 320, um, he's got 53 RBIs, 22 jacks, 6 triples, 13 doubles, and on top of that, have you ever watched him run the bases? Yeah. It's comical what he does on the base path. He's like a Didn't wizard, he? he like gets away from the tags. Didn't he tag on a fly ball hit the second base? Yes. I saw that. He scored from the second base. On, yeah.
0: It was the second. You know so I mean? He's like, done it
2: two times this year. Yeah. he. he but see. Let's talk about the, like, the, the really good thing you see from this young generation of baseball. is They play the game really hard. Mm-hmm. You can't take that away from any of the guys that we've seen. They all play the game really hard. And, I'm and You know, that's what we like to junior. see it. Yeah, of course. You know, but if you go back to when, you know, most of these guys came up, they normally played really hard. The question is, do they sustain it? And that's the one thing I've always liked about Trout. Yeah. You know, Trout has sustained that over, you know, six years or five years, whatever it is. The most humble player I've ever seen in my life. No, that's Riley Green, dude. <laughs> yeah which those those of you who don't know who riley green is went to Haggerty high school went what fifth overall yeah yeah, yeah. The tigers and if you haven't seen his minor league debut take a look at it okay diving catch inside the park bomb uh riley green g-r-e-e-n-e okay if you type in riley green as the color you're gonna get a country singer so make sure you add the E at the end of his name. Learn the name.
0: But anyway, Bo Bichette, I don't know if I already mentioned that he broke the most consecutive games with a double. With a double, yeah. He broke the record at nine. And I actually think Jose Ramirez is kind of right behind him this season, which is kind of weird. I think he has eight. I don't know if he's going to tie him tonight. I don't know if Bo Bichette even played tonight. He played. He, Did he, went, he hit a double? He went two for four. No, he didn't hit a double. Oh, well, that's ended. Uh, but I saw something along the lines of that. Like, Jose Ramirez was right behind him, and it was kind of weird because nobody really does that. But hope to see Bo Bichette keep doing his thing. Next guy, your Don Alvarez, hit three home runs against the Orioles last night, and one of them was a grand slam. that put it, That put the Astros at 20 runs. Twenty runs. I mean, at that point, if you're a pitching staff, just quit, walk off the mound. I mean, geez, that's embarrassing. If I was a pitcher, I'm handing the ball over to my manager. That's 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 cruelty right there. That shouldn't like that's mercy rules should be allowed at that
2: point. That's bad. Um, this dude is a fucking man, and I don't think he's talked about enough. He's not talking about it because he gets buried behind Bregman and Correa. You're talking about a dude that is 6'5, 225 pounds, and if he takes his shirt off, I don't think you see a single donut roll in that body. <laughs> okay. He's in 353, dude, in 45 games with 17 jacks. Some guys don't hit 17 jacks in their career.
0: It's unreal. He's not being talked about enough. I. I didn't even know who he was until he came up, and I actually, like, look in to see how he did because he's another exciting player. He really is. How old is he? Is he 22? 22 in 45 days. Yeah, I mean, geez. Like, he is one of the definitely most exciting players I've ever seen. He's batting four forty eight in his last seven games.
2: Four homers. And his beard game is strong. His beard game is real strong. I um I'm I'm trying to figure out what he's gonna do in his career. Is he gonna be a primary DH? Is he gonna play the outfield? I don't think he's I don't think he's an everyday outfielder in the major leagues. I think he's an everyday DH. Well he's playing first right now, I think. No, I mean I could yeah, I guess you can plug him there not going to hurt you there. He's at 889 fielding
0: percentage right now.
2: Yeah, and I guarantee his error was in the outfield early on. They probably moved him to first base, which at the end of the day, how often does a first baseman cost you a game? I don't know. See the Mets and Bill Buckner, but...
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I mean, that guy's just absolutely tearing it up. Austin, you got anything on your done?
1: I mean... yeah like you said it like he is tearing up the league right now is he eligible for rookie of the year
0: for sure by now i mean what he was called up in like june
1: yeah so i mean he's making himself a strong case for that
0: yeah and you know i think a lot of people just kind of thought that maybe vlad jr was just going to walk away with this like no 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 no. i don't even think i don't even think it's a second guess that your don alvarez is getting this and Vlad Jr. is I don't think anybody I don't even think Vlad Jr. gets a vote Like a number one vote If it ended today I really don't Do you guys think that? Um, I think someone votes for him Why? Just because it's Vlad Jr. Or just because he actually Made a case for it?
2: Uh, I think It's hard To keep the home run derby Out of someone's mind Yeah even though it has nothing to do with, with how you're supposed to vote, somebody somebody's going to let that sway their decision one way, shape, or form. Like that, like it's hard to get that, those two hours out of your mind. Yeah, that was incredible. It
0: was. Uh, next guy up, we got the polar bear, Pete Alonzo. How many homers will this guy hit? Will he break Aaron Judge's record? Will he get, tell the boys to get on his back, and will he carry the Mets to the promised land? Will he get them to the playoffs? Will he maybe get them a division championship? He's batting 258 with 38 jacks already and 85 RBIs. He's going to get well over 100 RBIs this season. That's Without a doubt, everybody knows that. He's definitely going to hit 40 home runs. He's probably
2: going to hit 50. What was My Judge- question
0: to both... What was judge's
2: What was judge's record? I think it was fifty-two. Fifty-two jacks. He's gonna break it. Uh, I don't think he breaks it.
1: And remember, Judge had that really long cold streak that year after the home. Yeah,
0: and this guy's hot, hot now.
2: Uh, he might, he might. He's got it. What's he got to hit? Fifteen more. He's on pace to hit more. He's, he's definitely on pace. He he's
1: hit three more at this 14. point in the season than Judge had last year.
2: Or when Judge broke it. I just think Alonzo is um, the definition of a pure hitter. Um, I, I think, like I, I said a few podcasts ago, he's the best thing the Mets have had since David Wright. And. I think I think they have a shot. I don't think I don't think they're gonna win the division. But I think that I think they got a serious shot in getting Go in the wild card. card. I and I and, and if you were to tell me right now I gotta put money on a team to make the wild card, I'm as of right now, the way that they're playing, it's them. Wow. I mean the we're gonna get into that a little counts. bit. To be honest with you, oh, I don't yeah. think I don't think either of the two teams that are holding it right now get in. Really? I think I'm shocked that, to hear you say that. I think the Nats are. I, I think the two that get in are the Brewers and Mets.
0: Only thing that worries me if I'm the Nationals is that Max Scherzer is still having problems with that back and neck. Yeah. O- only thing that would worry me. Other than that, nothing's really worrying me that all that much if I'm a Nationals fan.
2: Scherzer goes down at all? They're not, they're, there's no way. Well, he is down. He hasn't really been back. He keeps going I, on the I.L. And that's what I'm saying is if he if he stay if he goes down for an extended period of time, and you don't get him back for a stretch run, I don't think they make it. I think the Cardinals are the definition of average. I think the Brewers have the Brewers haven't played up to their potential all year. Their pitching's hurt them. That's the one thing about them that's always been a problem. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the I think the Mets get in. And if the Phillies get in, I'll throw up. You don't like the Phillies. I'm, I'm like, I am a hundred percent. And I know I got a lot of Philly friends, and I apologize to them. But I am a hundred percent rooting against Manny Machado and Bryce Harper for the next ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, were, I think they were both severely overpaid. And I think the max that you should be able to offer somebody is six years. So you think, you think that baseball should be somewhat of like NBA and have like, kind of like a cap? Yeah, I think you should have a year cap. I don't think there's any reason to sign someone for 10 years. Because like, let's call it what it is. You're signing someone for 10 years. That, that's fantastic. No matter what age they are, okay, you're really only getting them for eight. Because if you get them at 24... Not many guys are really good at thirty-four.
0: Yeah, that's true. I don't think. Yeah, I think. I mean, Harper's thirteen too. He's not even ten. Yeah, I know. And, and, he's and there's maybe, no opt-outs. No opt-outs. There's a there's a full no-trade clause. I mean,
2: like, there's no way out of
0: this. Yeah, he's
2: stuck there. You know, he's he's stuck there for a long time. You know, and I
0: actually think at some point, I think a lot of people are thinking the Phillies are going to regret this. I think Bryce Harper's
2: going to regret this. Well, no. there's 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 many ways to look at this. First of all, he's getting paid. Good for he's him. He's getting he, paid a lot. Yeah, like, he I'm not saying
0: that, I think there's going to be a lot of unsuccessful seasons after this type of dynasty they're starting to build. I don't really know if it's going to work for them. I mean, I really liked the McCutcheon move, but I mean, that he just went down with that ACL injury in the beginning of the year, and that sucked. I'm a big Cutch guy. I love him. I know he's a big... I love how, what he brings to the clubhouse. But I don't know. I mean, that starting pitching has always really been a question. And Aaron Nola... I mean, he's had his... those like, these situations where he's been on and unstoppable. And then he has these things where he has, like, a 60 ERA for, like, nine games in a row. Like, I mean, I mean, you paid him. You gave him that big extension to be your guy. And, I mean, he's 10-3 and three right now. I'm not complaining if I'm a Phillies fan.
2: But, I don't know. Here's... Here's my problem with, here's my problem with the deal he signed. The deal that he signs puts him at thirty nine years old when it's over. Okay, and you're going to be paying him. What was it? Was it three thirty for thir- for thirteen years? Yep. Well, what the hell does that equate to? Uh, three thirty was. A, uh, I can't do math right now. How much is that? I have no idea. You have to be me, I haven't so like been 10. out of school for two months. 10? Right? No, three hundred. What? No, it's like 30 million dollars. It's like 25 million dollars a year. Yeah. How much is it? 25?
0: I'm doing
2: uh, it. 25.38. Right yeah, 25 25 million a year. So you're gonna pay him $25 million a year at the age of 37, 38, and 39. Who in the fuck would ever give that deal to somebody? On top of that, this dude's from Vegas, okay? Played college ball at Southern Nevada. He he went to Washington, D.C., which isn't a bad area to live, and now he's playing in Philadelphia. Look, once again, I'm not throwing shade at any of my friends or the people in Philadelphia, okay? I'm not throwing shade, but Philadelphia is a shithole, okay? So, okay, he's not living in Philly, Maybe he's maybe he's taking the twenty-minute drive to live in South Jersey. Guess what? South Jersey, shithole. Okay, like there's if I'm signing that much money, there's not a chance in hell I'm gonna be spending my time in a city that's cold as fuck for six months out of the year.
0: It's got to be a nice area. I mean, Cole Hamels was there. Cliff Lee signed signed there. Ryan Howard, Chase Sutley. There's got to be somewhat of a nice area where all these guys live and have some million-dollar
2: mansion. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Because even if do... you if think they is- live, a hotel? I would. Because here's, here's the reality of the situation, right? Uh, is, there, is there nice real estate? Yes, okay, I'm sure that there's some, some nice real estate. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, even if you live in a nice real estate area, in a nice little neighborhood, with your fucking mansion... It's not going to take away from the fact that in in December, right after the Christmas lights come down, January and February, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> well, when, well when's spring training? February? Okay, so he's bailed out of some of that. But January. Water. Yeah. Okay, and then January he's probably not even staying there because he probably has a second house where somewhere that's warm. Las Vegas. Right? I'm sure he does. Because at the end of the day, no one, no one wants to live there. He lives there during the, during the, the, the season, and that's it. place is a fucking shithole. Pennsylvania's a shithole, and I'm from there. I mean,
0: yeah, but like I was saying before, they got to win in the next at least... I'd give it maybe five years most. I'd give it, honestly, realistically, I'd say four, which is a pretty long time. I mean, that's a great time to, like, build up, build up that pitching staff. I'm not saying that they, they can't win. I really do think they can win. And I do, I mean, I'm not giving up on them in the playoffs yet. I mean, I wouldn't put them in a wild card run if I had to end this. If, if we were to take a guess right now at the end of the season what, who would be in the wild card, I probably wouldn't put them in it.
2: But I don't, I'm not giving up on them. Hold on a second. Are you trying to tell me that you think the Phillies can win a World Series in the next four or five years?
0: Yes, with the free agency market that will be in the future. They can make very. They can make a trade. Jake Arrieta is going to be gone. That's more space they can spend their money wisely this time, maybe. You know, Jason Vargas is probably going to be gone. I'd probably maybe extend maybe two years on Vince Velasquez if I could. Build up that bullpen a little bit. JT Ormuto still there. You got Hoskins. Um, I've Segura's, oh, I don't know, I, he had a little bit of a struggle in the beginning of the year. I mean, he's batting like two eighty now, but that's acceptable, obviously. Uh, I'd probably, is, I'm going to look at their roster right now. Franco's got to go. I, he's not on the roster right now. I, I, I don't know if he's hurt or they, like, honestly sent him down, but he's got to go. They've tried with him way too many times. Corey Dickerson's a power hitter. I don't know how many pow- or home runs he has. Harper, you're kind of stuck with, and Scott Kingery. Yeah, I would say if they really just build up the the bullpen just a little bit more, and they fix the starting rotation where they can get a solid uh, three a three piece,
2: I think they're really good. I they agree. They have two. They have two of the top hundred prospects in Major League Baseball. Okay, one comes in at thirty seven, named Alex Baum. He's a third baseman slash first baseman. He's in Double A right now, hitting two sixty. He'll contribute eventually. He's 6'5", 225 pounds, um, straight country thick from Wichita State, I believe. Um, and and they have a um, a right handed pitcher, Adonis Medina. Uh, he's in Double he, A. His numbers are 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 promising. Um, you know, he's only twenty two, and and he's right down the road in Reading. So at the end of the day, do I, do I think that their pipeline's good? No, I don't. I think their pipeline blows. Uh, if they're going to contend, it's going to be through free agency. But once again, you need to sell the fact that you have Harper and you got your building for a championship run. And guess what? I don't think they have enough. I don't think they're going to come close to a World Series in the next five years. But I could be wrong, but I don't see it happening. Yeah,
0: kind of got a little bit on a rant there, I'd say, about the Phillies. We, oh, you're talking really about talk... lot, yeah, we were talking about the Mets. <laughs> but we did wrap up the Mets, um, but we got one last guy that's a young star that has been absolutely outstanding. He's on the Cincinnati Reds, number 44. They call him the Alien. I'm not even going to attempt his name because I butcher a lot of these names. Uh, Dean, Austin, you want to even try this one? Dean, you got uh, it.
2: Why? Why do I get?
0: You know what? I'll thoughts. try it. Eris a tides Aquino. <laughs> I know. I don't even know if that's right. I'm sorry. I really am sorry if you're a Reds fan, or even if uh, our, our Eris tides is listening to this. I really am sorry. I'm sure I'm gonna know your name because you've been an absolute stud, and you've only played seven games. Okay. Again, that's a small sample size. Yeah, first or of it's
2: all, ten games. But I mean, f- first of all, or- it's... It's probably Arstedes Aquino. There we go. There we go. And, and and never mind. I'm not gonna put you on blast like that. <laughs> but all I'm gonna stay, say say well, like, how did you pronounce that last name?
0: <laughs> Aquino.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, like you sound like a straight gringo right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like, that's like saying, like, the, wait, who's the catcher on the Red Sox?
0: Sandy Leone? I don't know. Oh, no, Christian no. Vasquez?
2: What is the last name? Vasquez. Okay, so the Q in Vasquez is pronounced as a what? Kez. K, 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 K. So, why would the Q? In Aquino, not be Aquino. Look, you're asking the wrong guy right now. We are talking about his stats. Now. <laughs> I'm just, dude. I'm just helping you out a little bit, you know. I gotta get better. I, I said that I butcher a lot of these names. I admit it. But and, and he yeah, has thirty. Weapons. No, hold on a second. You're not getting off the fucking hook that fast. <laughs> Come on. You, you Come like. On. Why is this not something that, like, we address before the podcast starts? (laughs) Because, honestly, we'll go
0: over it and I'll forget how to
2: pronounce it. That's why I didn't even ask. You spell it out, dude. Now we're going to (laughs) have listeners on here that are like, this fucking guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's pronouncing Aquino Aquino. You know what? They're going to say the Dean guy knows exactly what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gas me up. I like it. Anyway, continue. Next. 14 hits and 31
0: at bats. Uh, he's almost batting 500, but he does have a 500 on base percentage and with a 1,161 slugging percentage. Wow, his OPS is 1,661. That's through the roof. He already has seven bombs. I feel like every single night I'm watch, like I just go through my Twitter or my Instagram. I'm seeing MLB post a guy saying the alien has done it again. It's crazy in the short amount of time what he's done. Another guy that's 6'4", 220, I mean, he is 25 years old, but it's another guy. I didn't even really hear about him. Was he on their their pipeline list?
2: Um, I'm sorry. I was watching videos of Aquino Swing, and it's actually comical watching his batting stance. Yeah, he, like, stands up weird. He stands up, and he's, like, open, and he literally looks like he's not even ready for the baseball and then he just hits balls 450 feet. It, it must absolutely be, unloads. Yeah, like it, it must be like a, it must be like a like a strategy or it's like some sort of like sneak sneak attack type tactic. Like you think, yeah, I'm, like not, this you think guy, I'm not? You think I'm not ready? Sucks. Yeah, like oh he blows. Oh you think I'm not ready? Psych. That's what it looks like. Anyway, who's the other guy you were talking about? I'm sorry. I wasn't talking about anybody. You weren't talking about anyone else? No. No, oh. I was talking about the alien. Oh, well, let's talk about... Let's talk about... Um, fuck's his name, dude. Um, the, the Reds manager. What's his name? David Bell. Yeah, David Bell. David Bell's a fucking psycho. That's all I have to he say. He might be... Like, yeah, don't get into it, but No, like that, that dude's a psycho. Yeah, he's, but that guy is on pace to hit a million home runs. That dude's worse than the Dolphins coach who got fired for blowing lines at work. <laughs> Just throwing but, that out there. So Next. With that, it's time for fact
0: of the pod. Short one. Uh, Sammy Sosa has three of the eight sixty home run seasons ever in major league history. And he is not in the hall of fame. And somehow he ended up with 500 home runs. I kind of like, that's hard to believe.
1: He also never led the league in home runs.
0: That's also hard to believe
2: who my audio cut out real quick. Sammy Sosa. Yeah. We know why he's not in the hall of fame. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. Trust me. Yeah, he's got no balls because of the amount of steroids that he took. And he got caught with a cork bat. You know what I
0: don't get? Why did he take like almost like two gap years? In 2005, he played at 36, and then he played again with the Rangers when he was 38 years old in 2007. You was know, a like one-year gap.
2: I'm going to save it. I'll save it. Never mind.
0: For your final thought, maybe.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to save it. All right, well, that was the fact of the pot. Now it's time to talk about the
0: incredible run the New York Mets have made. On July 22nd, they were 45 and 54, 13 games back in the NL East division. They went on a seven game winning streak. I mean, they're still winning. We're not even just talking about the seven game winning streak. Today, on August 11th, they're over 500. They're at 61 and 57, eight games back and only one game back of the wild card with the Brewers in front of them by half a game. The Nationals and the Cardinals hold the wild card spots right now. And I know we were talking about Pete Alonso before, and he had that big interview that kind of took the fans like and got up on their feet. He made that little uh, message that he made on his notes and posted it on his Twitter. Brody Van Wagen did the same thing. The Mets retweeted it. They posted it. MLB posted it. And Pete Alonso said in an interview, we're not doing this for ourselves. I'm doing this for my brothers, and I'm especially doing it for the fans. Like, a lot of times, a lot of people just say that, and they're like, oh, it's for the fans. But I kind of felt that one, that, like, that one actually meant something. And Pete Alonso, Pete Alonzo wants this. Like, the, he, he wants to win, and I like that about him. We're back on the polar bear?
1: Somewhat. We always circle back to him somehow.
0: I wanted to save it for when we were talking about the Mets on. That's why I didn't mention it.
2: I love the polar bear, dude. So I'm watching this perfect game. Um, classic on MLB Network right now. And this pitcher just ate shit trying to throw this pitch. And, uh, you know, I, I love this type of stuff because they always come out and they're like, oh, let's check on him, make sure he's all right. And they don't want to just be like, dude, he ate shit and just lost his footing and completely fell. So <laughs> they make it look like, they, you know, like, take him out, visit you okay, everything all right. You know, the announcer's like, oh, you know, they're checking on him, make sure he's not hurt. No, it's fucking hilarious.
0: Can't wait to see that on Twitter later. Dean, do you want to
2: give your thought on the Mets? The Mets are so hot right now, it's, it's stupid. Okay, and and when I say hot, I mean like El Fuego. Okay, El Fuego. Okay, you have a team that I believe and I could be wrong. Okay, I believe in the last, I'll just count it out, it's easier. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15. They are 15 and 2 their last 17 games. Okay, so if you think about it, where they were at about two weeks ago, they were 46 and 55. Now they're sitting at 61 and 57 with a revamped staff in Stroman, Syndergaard, DeGrom, um, Wheeler. Wheeler, Mats, Mats. You know they got Edwin Diaz. I think is just hilarious to watch pitch. Um, I don't think, and, and this is just me. I don't think he has any idea where the ball is going. <laughs> no shot. I think he has no clue. He just gases. But um, they sent down Echeverria, I believe. Oh wow which will, you know, it's not going to affect them that much, the Todd father. Uh, if you look at this lineup, like, this lineup's not special. This this lineup is not special at all. Um,
0: yeah, Robbie Cano's not going to go on the I.L. He tore his hamstring.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, is, like, Conforto, I, I've, I've always liked, um... You know, Frazier's always good to hit two ten with, like, 20 jacks. You know, he's hitting two thirty five this year with 15 jacks. Uh, this team's not – I mean, let's not get it twisted, right? This team's not going to get out of the first round or the wild card – I mean, they might get out of the wild card game with DeGrom, but this team's not going to get out of the first round. But I think it they're worth paying attention to in the National League. And I think they're, I think they're, I don't know, like, it's hard to sit here and be like, why? Like, why now? You know, what, what turned it around now? You can't sit here and be like, since the Stroman deal, because, you know, Stroman pitched how many games for the Mets so far? Two. 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 Okay, so they've won 15 games. You know, so there, something else is going on. And anyone can be like, is it Pete Alonso? You know, that's a, that might be a big staple, but I think they're getting production from other guys that they didn't necessarily think that they would be getting it from.
0: Austin, what do you think on this? Uh,
1: Well, I have a bad reason for not liking the Mets, and it's because a good friend of mine is a huge Mets fan, and so I just hear about it nonstop whenever they do good. So, I mean, other than that, though, like, I mean, it's pretty crazy to see, like, They've always been the team that plays really good to start the year, then just goes cold the entirety of the season after that. But then, like, they did that this year. And now they're starting to, like, heat up again. And they're having another run like they did at the beginning of the year. It's not something anyone is used to seeing at all. Like, Syndergaard's been pitching very well his last, like, I think it's his last six stars he's gone seven-plus with a 190 R.A., I mean, they've all just are starting to come together. Like it, it's it's crazy to see.
0: Yeah, and I know exactly who you're talking about. And I love yeah, messing do. around with. I love messing around with him. And I, I know I he might it even so be much I,
1: Except now that they're actually doing well, like he has an actual defense.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> I hate it.
0: I, I love messing around with him. and I, I hate I, it. He, he, he's doing. He throws Ched now. I Shout out Evan DeBias, so You might be listening. I know sometimes you listen. He, he does listen. Of course Shout he does. Evan Debye. yeah, Shout out Evan Tobias.
2: Tobias always, always will get in your face when he's got an opportunity to tell you the Mets are hot. But he, told me, he told me two days ago when I was with you, Dean. Of course. He told me. And he's always got that cheeky-ass smile. He's like, Mets, dude. <laughs> but but he'll somehow throw in like oh yeah Yanks suck dude well the Yanks are also 77 and 41 tied with the the second best record in baseball so you know the the Yankees were the first born son and the Mets were the team that the fucking parents (laughs) fucking adopted 13 years later
0: now we always talk about we talk about how there's always that team that goes on this magical run. This most likely might be it, and it's definitely going to be one of them. We don't know if there may be another one. Do you think this continues for the rest of the season?
1: Uh, I mean, I think the Stroman deal helps them with that because now they have more stability in their rotation. Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, this is the first time we're even seeing them compete at this stage in the year for and since their World Series run really
0: what Do you know what? Do you think it continues the Mets
1: yeah
2: no the Red Sox the Sox are done dude <laughs> oh my god no the Mets <laughs> so- the Sox are fucking done like dinner um the Mets, bro, I, dude, that's like asking me like. That's like asking me am I am I gonna am I gonna like sleep well tonight? I don't know. Oh my gosh! I don't. I, I, a I prediction. I, I know, but I don't know because it's the Mets. I have no idea. No one does. The Mets are the team like who literally, and Austin said it. They start really hot. They normally start like fifteen and three, and every Mets fan is like this year's the year. And then they suck balls for the next six months. Literally just quoted Evan. Shout out to you, man. So, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know, dude. I, I don't think, I don't know, dude. It's like flip a coin. <laughs> I, I, I never know with the Mets. All right. All right. I guess. So you. when, so when they do get hot, I'm like, here come the Mets. And then when they get cold, everyone's reaction is, it's the Mets. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that wraps up the Mets. Did any of you guys see the battle between Eroldnish Chapman and Vlad Jr. today? I I, I did not. Incredible. 13 pitch at bat. Vlad Jr. is absolutely fouling off heaters. I mean, Chapman was throwing 100-101. He's throwing sliders that are moving like three feet. I mean... He was absolutely on today. I mean, he was throwing balls that were maybe two inches off the ground in sliders. They were just moving so much. Vlad Jr. was somehow hitting him, fouling him off, battling and battling. And the funny thing is is that this at-bat started with Vlad Jr. swinging and missing at two fastballs that he blew by him. And he just kept battling and battling. Eventually, this just ground, uh, ended up in grounding out to the shortstop in a double play for the ninth inning. Yanks ended up winning. But I just thought it was cool to talk about because, I mean, that was a battle and it was just fun to watch. But it's time for Is That Pro Bro? Javi Baez was playing the Cincinnati Reds. And I'm guessing the Cubs were just really up by a lot. and It was later in the game. And Javier Baez decided to bat lefty. Granted, he did say that he does practice lefty every now and then because he used to switch hit. Pro,
2: pro, yeah, pro. And to be honest with you, uh, he hit that ball better than like ninety percent of the people I've seen hit righty this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I was shocked on how far the ball actually went.
2: Yeah, and he and and even the face that he made, he knew he missed it. Imagine he just like went yard. <laughs> Wouldn't, dude. It wouldn't surprise me, dude. Like I,
0: pitcher has to give up right away.
2: Like, <laughs> but the the funny thing is, is they weren't up by like fifteen runs. I think they were only up like nine two or something. Yeah, I just saw the highlight of him batting.
1: Well. I mean, the Reds had a position player in. Oh, they did. Yeah.
0: Oh well. Uh, next. Uh, next item, I guess I forbid Bryce Harper goes deep. All the way into uh, McCovey Cove. That's what it's called, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. After people yelling overrated, that is absolutely pro. He took his time jogging around the bases, and I love that. Hey,
2: is Miami Christian good at baseball? Yeah. Okay, because I'm watching this dude, uh, Alejandro Rosario, and he's hitting 97 in this game.
0: He's committed to Miami, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, his slider is Filthy. He's thrown, like, 95 since he was, like, 12. He's a freak. Since he yeah. Was Oh, yeah. Since he was 12. Yeah, uh, sorry. Um, the, the next one, pro.
0: Yeah, and last one, this is... Uh, if you have not seen this and you are listening to this, you need to look this up just for your enjoyment. Either way, this guy's an absolute idiot, in my opinion. This is a guy at City Field... With a whole bunch of Mets fans, you would think he's a Mets fan because he's at City Field. But no, he's wearing a pinstripes home jersey for the New York Yankees. And what is he doing? He is yelling, let's go Mets. I don't think I've ever seen this before. And I was honestly shocked. I have never seen this before. This is not pro. Not pro, bro.
2: This is sad. It's just sad, because I always talk about how how educated New York fans are, and that just sets me back, like, a lot. And the one thing I hate, you know how I said last podcast, there are a few things I hate. Clapping in a movie theater, clapping when the plane lands. (laughs) The other thing that I hate the most is assholes like this who go to, let's say, a Yankees-Red Sox game wearing... Uh, a Rockies jersey. right? <laughs> so out of place. <laughs> I hate that. I hate the people who go to, like, a Yankee Sox jersey and they're wearing, like, a Giants football jersey. You know what I mean? Like, that shit's okay because it's the same city. However, it still pisses me off. Like, there's no reason that you can't spend 25 bucks for one of them jersey shirts, you know, that... That you can wear to a ball game. And if this dude was, he was chanting, what? Let's go, Mets, wearing a Yankee jersey? Yeah. That's, that's fine. Be a Mets fan, bro. But then don't come back. You know, it's Mets, Nets, Islanders, Jets. Yankees, Knicks, Rangers, Yankees. Yankees, Knicks, Rangers, Giants. Giants. You know what I mean? Like, that's. That that's how it goes. Now all of a sudden, like, fuck that
0: guy. And yeah, no, don't be don't be disrespecting the sacred pinstripes. Jeez. Can we talk but, about? Can we talk? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to get into the last one for pro. What were you going to oh, say? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, because this is now just coming out. I just saw this on Cut Four. Great website for MLB content. It's just great. Mm-hmm. Uh. Imagine walking into an elevator. You're in your hotel, going downstairs to go to a baseball game. You're ready. You got your favorite player's jersey on. Who do you think walks through that door going to leave? Mike Trout. Guess what jersey you have on? Oh, Mike Trout jersey. I, that's unforgettable. That's absolutely amazing. I think I, w- I, think I would be stunned. I think like, it'd be one of those things where I'd be like starstruck. Just, like, caught off guard like that. Like, Mike Trout is, like, sitting in front of you getting in the same elevator with you. Like, that's, that's cool. I'm
2: trying to think what I would ask him. Like, what's the thickness of your neck? <laughs> like, what is – Dean just breaks out, like, one of those, like, tape
1: measures and, like, tries to measure it. Like,
2: Well, Kevin Mensch, I don't know if anyone – you guys might have been too young to remember Kevin Mensch. Kevin Mensch had a two-foot-wide circumference of a head. Jeez! For those of you that don't know that, that's twenty-four inches full round. Is that what you were going to say? No, I was going to say let's talk about um, how the Miami Marlins are not the worst team in baseball. Yeah, the Orioles are. Oh no! Yeah, don't stop there. Marlins have forty-four wins. The Detroit Tigers have thirty-five. The Orioles have thirty-nine. The Kansas City Royals have 43. So the Miami Marlins are the fourth worst team in the league. It's fair to say Derek Jeter has successfully done his job this season. So anyone, <laughs> anyone who has a problem with that is just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong, you know? And, and And to take it one step further, just because I can, okay, they're only 17 and a half games out of the wild card.
0: They can make a serious push with Harold Ramirez.
2: If they win out, they might get in.
0: I really hope that people take <laughs> really that, that as sarcastic.
1: Too. Yeah, they are the place in the National League.
2: Yeah, they would have, they would have, to, go, they would have to go 45 and 0.
1: It's like, yeah, they're not the worst team in baseball, but they're the worst in their division. Or in their league.
2: Yeah, they're the worst team in the National League. But that's not the point. The point is, is they're not, like... They got a legit farm system. They have international pool money. This team will be fine in three three to five years. For sure. Now, I'm not saying that trading all those guys was the best move in the world. I'm just saying for what the cards that he was dealt, then when that team gets good, and just to keep in mind, there was 29,000 people at the Marlins game last night. 29,000. It's got to be a new record except when the Yankees are in town. This team's not going to be that bad. Heard it here first. I'll reference this in three years.
0: Well with, be impressed. That, well, with that, that wraps up this pod, but before we go, it's time for Dean's
2: final thought. Uh, My final thought, um, so if if anyone here is listening, right, and you don't know, let me back up. If you know anything about Sammy Sosa, okay, or if you don't know anything about Sammy Sosa, do me a favor and, and go to Google and type in Sammy Sosa now and then. And then oh, search god. it. And then search it by images. <laughs> oh god! Okay? And if you click the first image, you'll see Sammy Sosa when he was when he was wearing uh, his Cubs pinstripes. Okay, on the left, and he's smiling. And then on the right, you'll see Sammy Sosa in a pink hat um, and a pink shirt. Okay, and then the biggest difference is his skin color. Now, I'm not being rude. I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't think... I think he bleached his skin. I don't know. But Sammy Sosa is no longer dark. He's white. So white that he looks like an albino. My final thought is the only person who could have pulled this off was Michael Jackson. Sammy Sosa does not pull this off successfully. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. (laughs) On that note, follow us on social media at Sports on Twitter and Facebook and on Instagram at JDWithSports.co. That's all for this edition of of Major League Talk. In honor of Jimmy, Dean.
2: See ya. I want you follow me into the jungle. There ain't no doubt on the streets in the heart of the jungle. I want you follow
0: me into the jungle.